0: 702 702 on 92.7 and 106 FM Streaming on 702.co.zA The 702 app and on DSTV channel 856. It is seven minutes past two and it's time for the Friday Profile.
1: The Friday Profile
0: Alrighty, so sometimes life takes us on journeys that we never quite expected, or perhaps it brings us full circle to the things that we always really didn't want to be doing. Our Friday profile, even perhaps 10 years ago from the time that I've known him, I don't think many people imagined that he'd be sitting in the role that he is sitting in today. He's the CEO of the National Stockfell Association of South Africa, Mizim Charlie, who was introduced to most people as the editor of Hype magazine, which is centered around the hip hop culture, of course. And his circles always seem to be within hip-hop. So the question is, how do you go from making beats and editing a hip-hop magazine to being part of a world that seems rather far from that? He's here to talk to us a little bit about that. Mizzy, welcome.
1: Thank you, Lee, and hi to you and hi to our listeners.
0: Very good to have you. So let's talk a bit about um, your upbringing first of all, um, your family upbringing. You you mentioned about how your parents uh, were both in medicine uh, and your mom was quite diverse in everything that she did. Talk to us about that.
1: Yeah, I think I, I, I draw a lot of uh, who I am from from my parents and both of them as a combination. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're both in the medical field. My my dad sort of stuck to the thing that he he, he learned, mm. and he's, he his focus in that one thing almost inspires me to say you need to actually stick it out and yes. and, and focus heavily on the thing that you 're doing. My mom is is quite diverse, she does a lot of things mm. all at once, um, so she 's what you call a polymath yes, so I feel that I, I sort of pick up from both the uh, the, the diversity. Uh, as well as the, the, the focus on each of the subjects That I that I involve myself in yes.
0: And your mom is in medicine A uh, fashion designer and entrepreneur And what, what else? Because I feel like mm. it's so interesting She sings
1: <laughs> in the choir She <laughs> She's getting into farming yes. she, she does a whole lot of things So um, I remember uh, back in the day Before I could actually narrow down What my focus is I was focused on a lot of things So I once went to her and said look I've got 15 different projects And it's difficult for me I think about 20, 21 I said I've got 15 different projects And they're all in different industries One is in music, the other is in fashion design The other is in something else And I don't know how to actually run all these projects Mm. Um, I'm not coping And she Mm. said to me, remember when you were in school Um, you had a timetable. So Mm -hmm. in school, you could do science. You could do maths. You Mm -hmm. could do geography. Mm -hmm. You then took a break where you played a bit of sports. You went back and you were, you were a fine artist. And then at the end, you played, uh, you played rugby for your school Mm -hmm. and still had time to go back home and Mm -hmm. be all those things again. Mm -hmm. So she would tell me that, look, just create a timetable and give 30 minutes to an hour to each subject and Mm -hmm. you'll get through all of it. Mm. So I think that 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 taught me a lot and I base a lot of you know how I uh, um, sort of manage myself around uh, Mm. that theory.
0: I feel like that's such an interesting way of putting it because more often than not, people are told to kind of only have one thing that they're doing, you know. So when you when you put it in the perspective of when how your mom described it about being in school and how there were timetables, we we actually all were able to do so many different things and had yeah. different disciplines pretty and much. And we
1: still are able to do so many different things. It's just that mm. society sh- uh, tells you to to specialize. Mm. Uh, I'm not sure where that comes from, but <laughs> it's it, specialization is encouraged. Yes. And um being diverse is discouraged. You mm-hmm. know, there's things like a uh, Jack of all trade, master of none. Yes. And and those things uh sort of discourage you from being more mm-hmm. than than you know, what what people expect mm-hmm. or you know, to to, to to get not to get out of the your, your specific scope mm-hmm. um of focus. So yeah, I've always I've always fought that idea that um, you know, doing doing more is a is a problem.
0: Now, I'm quite fascinated outside of when you went to your mom at around the age of 2021. 20, um, what did you want to be when you were a child? Do you still remember that? What What were your kind of childhood dreams?
1: I didn't know what I wanted to be. Here. Yes. I really had no idea. Mm-hmm. At some point, I thought I was going to be a fine artist. Mm. Um, and that gave me the focus in you know, in fine arts to mm-hmm. actually do it and and, and, and and do it quite well. Then I thought I was going to be. Um, uh, a hip hop artist, specifically mm. a, a rapper. <laughs> <laughs> when I was eighteen, nineteen, I thought, "Yes, that's my thing." That's your thing. And and then I met I met Dumi yes. uh, Stogie T, <laughs> and somehow it it showed me that nope, I'm not the best at this <laughs> thing. <laughs> so that relegated me to yes. to to making beats. Yes. So I ended up uh, subsequently actually working with Dumi. Yes. So. Um, on 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 a production uh, from a production perspective mm. so i i i, I didn 't know for the longest time what I wanted to be. Mm. All I knew was that uh whatever it was, it was going to probably be in the creative uh field so mm. so I sort of had a journey through the creative space from studying advertising mm. um, um, being a journalist mm. um, you know, uh, producing music and so on and so on, doing um, marketing, uh, you know, road shows and Mm. all of that, Uh, TV production. I've produced Mm. a TV show on Mm. SABC one So I've done all these different things. Mm. And with all of these things, I knew that I had a a, a limited time focusing on them
0: Mm. because
1: I needed to move on and learn new things. And what I found now was that all the different skills that I've picked up, have become very relevant mm. in my in my current role, mm. and I draw a lot from everything in you know in in, in order to 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 do what I do currently. Mm.
0: Now, before we get into what you do currently, which I think is so fascinating, um, also because it includes so many people that are generally excluded from the economy into the economy. I think that's one of the most powerful things. But now. You, Prior to that, you were uh, the editor of Hype Magazine. I think that that's where people possibly got to know you the most. I um, mean, if I'm not mistaken, you were the youngest editor that Hype Magazine had at that point. Uh, had had at that point.
1: Yes. And <coughs> and I think for me, I've always been interested in, in subcultures mm. and, and specific constituencies. Mm. I've always looked into um, a certain group of people that that um, have a a specific uh, goal in Mm -hmm. mind and sought to solve problems, Mm -hmm. uh, to see what are the gaps within the subculture. Mm -hmm. So luckily when I was with the magazine, I saw that the gap was that there's so many people in different provinces that don't get the exposure that those get uh, that are closer to the media, which is in Joburg. Mm -hmm. So how do you extend the platform to accommodate um, people on, on a national on a national basis. So we deliberately created, uh, you know, the, the format of the magazine in a way that said we definitely always need content from the Eastern Cape, from KZN, from Limpopo, all the areas that would usually call us and say, "Hey, you're not giving us any coverage." So, you know, for me, um, a, a national mandate is quite important because the platform that I was working at at the time. Had a national mandate. This was the centre of South African um, hip hop, mm. and 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 me stepping into that role meant that I needed to respect the the mandate of that platform and actually and actually do it and actually mm. give it a national reach. Mm. And yeah, that's for me. That's I've always been fascinated um, with with um, these subcultures, especially how they how they differ uh, from area to area.
0: Mm. So now, so now from there. Um, how did you end up being the CEO of the National Stock Fale Association of South Africa? How did that actually happen? Because it it seems as though it's two totally different worlds.
1: Well, it's not really two totally different mm-hmm. worlds. Again, it's it's a constituency,
0: and it's the CEO. So <laughs> this is quite a big <laughs> post. <laughs> Pardon, you know. So so how? Yeah.
1: Well, for me, similarly to to the hip hop world, mm-hmm. um, the, you know, the magazine was central to. Uh, to this constituency, mm. um, and uh, the National Stockfield Association is central to a constituency mm. which is Stockfells, mm. um, and naturally, I was just attracted to what is this? What is this thing called Stockfell? And mm. I understood it from a granular level, from mm-hmm. seeing uh, my parents and people around me mm. uh, being part of such groups. Mm. So I, I understood it from from that perspective, but to get a chance to 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 look at it from from a bird's eye view and understand the movement of of cash and the movement of you know you know people how people come together why they come together uh, to find you know looking looking at the similarities between groups that exist in KZN and groups that exist in the Eastern Cape um, looking at the different categories of stock files, um, and just understanding how this machine all comes together. That mm. fascinated me. Um, and it attracted me to the organization. And I came into the organization with some, uh, with some, I, I think, some innovative ideas. And I think also just the will to, to do things that would, would, would improve people's lives. Mm. You know, um, the reason why. Why people um, come together as stockholders is because they've been excluded from the, from the system. Yes. They've been excluded from the f- from mm. the economy. There's mm. no access to finance um, and access to financial services. Mm. So, an alternative. Um, financial system has been created and adopted by people mm. and right now 11 million people in South Africa are actually part of stock files. That's basically about, around 30 to 35% of sure. the adult population wow. is part of a stock file. Mm-hmm. Now being part we're of gonna,
0: them. we're gonna hold that. We're gonna hold the conversation there and then we'll continue with it straight after the spot break. But in case you've just joined us for the Friday profile, we're talking to Mizim Charlie, who is the CEO of the National Stockfell Association of South Africa. Feel free to give us a call, 11 883 Send us a WhatsApp message as well if you want to engage in this conversation. The Friday profile. In case you've just joined us, we're talking to Mizim Charlie, who is the CEO of the National Stockfile Association of South Africa. Uh, just before we went to the break, you you mentioned about how 11 million people in South Africa are, are part of Stockfells.
1: Yes. So, 11 million people is about 35% of the adult population. Mm-hmm. And I think what that tells you is that, you know, if, if so many people are part of an alternative system, mm. Uh, it means that there there are serious defects in in the current system.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: They they understand that they cannot fully use um, the current system because mm-hmm. it's quite exclusionary, and that, that that brings about a very big opportunity on our side to actually develop formal systems and formal structures around this economy mm-hmm. that is said to be informal. Mm-hmm. So that becomes a very big part of our our responsibility to say how do you create. You know, financial uh, financial inclusion mm. and financial services that are going to be transformative. It's through looking at um, a practice such as the stockfall practice and actually building uh, formal systems around it because we believe that that would be the the most transformative. Um, uh, um, play in the financial in the financial system, because what 's happened in South Africa is that there 's been a transformation in terms of politi- uh, the politics mm-hmm. um, but we 've sort of forgotten the most important thing, which is the economy mm. and the financial the financial sector has not transformed mm. um, so there was a line in one thousand nine hundred and ninety four um, where, where we now had this transition but The financial system just didn't follow Mm. follow through and I think that's our responsibility Mm. to actually make sure that the transformation happens uh, within the economy through uh, financial instruments that will be tailor-made for the people
0: and now how have um, stock fells evolved over time because it's because now when you talk about there being a national stockfell association and there's some banks that actually have accounts that are set up in that way how would you say it's evolved um, through South African culture
1: Uh, I I I think the evolution of Stockfiles has just come from, firstly, um, legislation. So what Mm. what Nassasa did, this was around 1988, between Mm. 1988 and 1990, was we challenged the Reserve Bank because the previous government had seen Stockfiles to be illegal. So Mm. there was a lot of secrecy around Stockfiles back then Mm. because when you were pooling funds and meeting in secret – that was let's say swarfafar what's happening why why are they meeting and why are they pulling funds what's this for so what nasasa did uh, back then is to go fight the good fight mm. and make sure that stockfells are exempt of the banks act so what we did is we spoke to the reserve bank and we we won an exemption of the banks act uh, on behalf of stockfells and what that means essentially is that stockfells uh, operate legally under condition that they are members of uh, of NASASA. So mm-hmm. that's the first, the first big step that 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 we as an organization uh, actually achieved. And from there, um, you know, the inclusion of stockpiles became became a priority. So in 1990, the first Stockfell account was actually created um, through through a bank. It was a bank called Perm. Uh, which is now defunct and absorbed into into net so Was that the, first, the orange? The orange. You remember the <laughs> orange the triangle? triangle with the arrow. Yeah. Yes. yes. So that was the first um, stock fell account. Mm-hmm. Basically, it was a club account, and it was the first time that that groups could actually store their money in something which is in the name of the group. Mm. And since then, every bank has actually followed and created what is a what is a club account. So in terms of inclusion and in bringing uh, Stockfiles into into the banking space, we took that initial step. Mm. Now our purpose is to expand on that and to actually build um, platforms that are going to be tailor made for the purpose of specific Stockfiles. Mm. So that's that's the mission that we that we are embarking on at the moment.
0: Now you mentioned about how um, 11 million people in South Africa are part of Stockfiles. Are we seeing as, as the stock file um, ha, has it's evolved in South Africa, have you, as you've articulated, are you seeing a different kind of, are they different types of people who are part of stock files? Because traditionally you would think of perhaps like, you know, moms and, and that sort of thing. Are you seeing a different group of people kind of getting into um, stock files? Just talk to us about the demographics, should I say.
1: I think we have two things we've got we've got the Stockfell practice which mm-hmm. can be taught and adopted by by anybody mm-hmm. and then you've got the Stockfell constituency mm-hmm. which are people that have actually willed themselves into this environment called Stockfell so mm-hmm. who identifies with the word Stockfell mm-hmm. you'd find that um yeah it's it, it, it's who you'd mentioned um uh you know uh, just now but the practice, the stockfile practice, is actually adopted by many different types of people. So mm-hmm. if you imagine uh, you want to go overseas mm-hmm. with a group of five or six friends, um, you decide, yes, we're going to create a financial goal. Mm-hmm. Um, by December next year, we're going to have enough money uh, for us to go on the trip. How do we do that? Let's open an account mm. together. Let's have rules that say every month each of us must place X amount of money in this account mm. um, for us to be able to afford the holiday that's a stock file. Mm. You know, guys that decide, hey, let's go play golf uh, together, but let's pool funds so that mm. we can have, you know, drinks on a, on a, on a, on a quarterly basis. Yeah. Whatever the purpose is, whatever the purpose is that people come together and pool funds, mm. that practice is stock file. Mm. So, so we're finding that a lot of people who, who didn't know that they had a Stockfile group, once you start dissecting, what do you do what with your is. group of friends? Yes. Do you meet regularly? Do you contribute funds? Is, is it is it a set amount? Is it for a common cause uh, that that becomes uh, Stockfile?
0: Sure, that's quite... I mean, I mean, you articulated that so well with regards to the practices of Stockfile and then people who are actually part of the association. Yeah. And in terms of the demographics of people who are part of the association...
1: Well, those who are part of Members,
0: should I say. Okay, our
1: our, our members uh, are probably, let's say, 100% black firstly, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um, mostly living in the townships. Mm -hmm. Um, About 70% of those are are, are women. Mm -hmm. Um, And in terms of ages, what we're finding is that um, because these traditions are passed on, Mm -hmm. you find that within a group, there's quite a big spectrum in terms of age group so you find your your 25 year olds all the way to your 75 year olds because because people that have grown up around Stockfell mm. um, the kids would have been sent to the Stockfell group meeting just to d- to deliver the money yes and oh, yes. and as you as you grow older you yes. get absorbed into into that structure and you might have studied finance and they say hey you you studied finance mm. um you know, help us out with with this and that. Um, in terms of Stockfels moving into the digital economy as well, they rely on on the younger generation within mm. the big groups to actually move the group into into that space, uh, where the younger groups, uh, let's say 20s to 35s, those are already immersed in the in, in the in the digital space. Mm. With 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 those, you're more likely to have groups that operate only. Um, Via WhatsApp. Yes. You know, because of, um, you know, back in the day, people actually became friends because they physically lived in the same neighborhood. Yes. Um, Your whole circle of friends were your neighbors and those around you. Mm -hmm. Now your friends come from different places. Your friends can be in different countries in different provinces. And the way to connect has been a digital platform like a WhatsApp uh, and usually these younger groups conduct all of their business mm. uh, on a platform like that but and meet and meet um, maybe quarterly instead of monthly.
0: Now, Mizzi, before we let you go, because unfortunately we have run out of time. You said that um, you feel as though working in this arena is your life's purpose. Why is that? In 15 seconds.
1: Well, it's 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 it is my life purpose. I think I've dedicated my uh, my livelihood to, to solving problems. I I, I believe that uh, our people our people need solutions. Um, I believe in uh, economic equality, and and I believe that this is the best vehicle to bring about that economic equality. Um, you know, to bring it about, you need to definitely look at the the practices of of stockfells. Um, try to bring them into the formal the formal space and i do believe that the stockwell economy is it becomes central to mainstream economy mm. if used correctly so i think that this is absolutely the most transformative uh, opportunity that there can be in the country and we, that's that's my life's purpose
0: thank you so much we could speak to you for a while and we did have quarters but unfortunately we'll run out of time